welcome to Cosmic CEO. I'm your host, Kinsey Madsen, and in this podcast, we're going to talk about everything from marketing to branding to mindset. I am so glad you found your way here. Now, let's get into some juicy content. Hi, guys, and welcome to another episode of the podcast. I feel like I deserve a round of applause (laughs) for posting two Sundays in a row. I mean, I'm recording this and it's a Saturday, but I'm assuming if everything goes to plan, all I have to do is edit this, um, then it'll be posted on Sunday. I'm really going to play around with doing it consistently and like training you guys to expect a drop on Sunday and see how it goes. I'm not, this is something that I will tell you about like trying something new, experimenting with something new in your business. I think our first our first, um, what's the word that I'm looking for? Not response. The first thing we want to do when we start trying something is to look at if it's working. And in business, we think that means to look at the analytics. And if we're constantly looking for outside validation of if what we're doing is working, it is working. Let's see. I'm having a hard time saying words. <laughs> Let's try that again. If we're constantly looking outside of us for validation that what we're doing is working, it will never actually work because because that validation always stays outside of us. And so I guess when I say I'm like trying it out, I'm more so trying it out for myself and seeing how my energy likes it. And then eventually I will look at the analytics and look at the, I'll compare and contrast. This is the same thing that I do with Instagram. I say don't look at analytics, but also it's really good information. It's good information in a way if you're able to look at it after you've been doing something for a long amount of time and go, oh, okay, this content performs really well. This type of content doesn't perform well. If you're wanting to create a certain type of content that doesn't perform well, all the analytics mean on that is that you've either got to train your audience to like that type of content or you've got to shift it up a little bit and switch things and make it feel a little bit more engaging. But I, I never look at analytics until, until it's been a while until it's been like a couple of months of trying something new. Um, Because I just feel like you can't look at data from trying something new for a week or two or even a month because it's like it takes people a while to understand what you're doing. Um, Even sometimes I feel like I'll be doing something and it won't work until a year. I will have been doing it for a year and then finally people start to understand what's going on or finally people start responding the way I was hoping they would. So with the whole podcast thing, the voice that I have in the back of my head is like once a week feels like a lot to post a podcast, especially because I have been at a retreat the past week, which is what I'm going to talk about in this podcast. I'm going to tell you all about it, all about all the things that we did, as well as kind of some breakthroughs that I had, um, any tips that I would have for anybody wanting to throw a retreat, just kind of like all the things around retreats. Um, but I've been at that retreat for the past week. And so it feels like I literally just posted my last podcast episode. It was a super good episode. And so that's partly why like my, my self-sabotaging, even though I don't believe in self-sabotage, but the voice in my head who didn't want me to post today or record today was saying they haven't even had enough time to listen to you and Lexi's episode. And it was so good because I haven't been like promoting that episode because I've been gone. So anyways, um, all that to say I'm here <laughs> still recording it. And I'm actually really glad I'm recording it today because the retreat is super fresh on my mind. And so I think they're, I'll have a lot to say about it the, of things that I probably would forget if I don't record it today. So I just got back last night from Tulum. 
I was there Sunday through Friday. The retreat was Monday through Friday. So we got there a day earlier. I did it with um, Sam of Sauce Media and India Earl. She's a photographer. And we three collaborated on a retreat together. So we did a one-person retreat back in August. And it was so magical. It was so good. It was my first time ever doing a collaboration type situation. Um, I've collaborated on like a few courses and I've done things where like I go and speak at somebody's retreat, but like fully doing it together. This was the first time they've ever done something like that. And quite literally, I couldn't imagine two people I would rather do it with. Um, I was going to talk about this later, but I'll just talk about it right now. When, so the way we split up our days is Sam took a day, India took a day, and I took a day, and we just taught that entire day. I mean, we mostly did workshops until like late afternoon, and then we had free time and dinner, so it was more like a half day of workshops. Um, but I know I'm doing it with the exact right people because after hearing their workshops, I had such intense imposter syndrome because theirs were so good. And that's not to say that like you have to feel insecure around the people that expand you. But I think a lot of times for me, I'm kind of snobby about business advice. I'm actually really snobby about business advice and most business advice. Most of the times what I hear people saying, I'm like, I don't vibe with this. Like this doesn't, I don't like this. This doesn't inspire me. Um, I can get triggered really easily by business advice. That's just, if it's very like masculine heavy, but then I also can sometimes not like the vibe of like, just trust it's all going to work out. So I have a very particular way that I look at business. And it was really cool to be a part of Indian Sam's workshop because first of all, I learned so much. I had so many breakthroughs and I was just like, this is, I mean, I hope they feel the same way, <laughs> but I was like, this to me feels like the perfect collaboration because I'm so inspired by them. Um, and I felt the exact same way it takes. So the, our workshop in August was called take the cake. And it works out really well because Sam's team, I mean, Sam's team probably did, I mean, I know they did too much this time around. Next time around, we're going to do like a, a recap and talk about what worked in the retreat, what we want to shift. Um, but the thing that I'm going to for sure say is I feel like my team needs to help more because Sam's team handled everything, which was mind blowing for me personally. Um, one of the th reasons I've never collaborated with somebody on a retreat is I just feel like I have a certain way I like to do things and I want it to be cute and I want it to be aesthetic and I want it to be, I want it to feel luxurious and all of the things. And Sam's team did it a million times better <laughs> than I could have ever done it. It was a really good lesson in like, okay, release control. And it's, it's not that you're going to have to accept it being not as good when you find the right person to collaborate with or to work for you they're going to do even better than you could do, which is like a really cool feeling. And a, also kind of like a little bit of a, a mind fuck. Like it's like, oh, there are people who are really, really good at doing this. And it almost makes you start, like I feel like over the, the past week, I have had to shift out of so many old stories of like, I'm the only person who can do this. Um, just different things that came up that was really cool to shift in real time and like experience how my body settled even deeper into ease, right? Because I love retreats more than anything. They're my favorite thing I do in my business. I love working with people in person. I think there's nothing like it. And I think 
the transformation you see in real life. Like if you're experiencing a transformation, watching one of my courses or listening to a podcast, that's amazing. And I'm so happy and I I can make a bigger impact doing things virtually because there's just no limit to how much it can reach once I record it. But that being said, I don't experience like selfishly, I don't get to experience that on my end because I don't get to see it happen. And so for me, retreats are selfishly my favorite just because I get to experience that transformation and watch you go through it. So it's super fun for me. That being said, the reason I haven't done a ton of retreats is they're a ton of work. They are so much work. The planning, they cost a ton of money. Like as far as what is lucrative, what is going to make me a lot of money in my business, um, retreats are probably at the bottom of that. Because again, there's just, there's so much expenses that go into it that versus a course, it costs me literally nothing. A course costs, whoa, costs me nothing at all to put out there. It just requires my time and I'm really fast at creating courses. And so with retreats, it's so much effort. It's a lot of risk, right? Like investing in something like this, you don't know if anyone's going to sign up, literally. Like you, there's no guarantee that anyone's going to sign up. So it's just a different level of commitment. Um, but being able to do it and have Sam's team handle everything, it was like, at first I felt guilty and then I felt honestly like freaked out like my nervous system was like oh it really gets to be this easy and then once the retreat happened I was just like this is this is it (laughs) this is my thing (laughs) oh so anyways it was so magical one of the most interesting thing I think about retreats is you meet these people and we're always nervous I remember the night before we were like all talking about like getting to know them and getting to know their names and like like these people we don't even know each other's names right but by the end of it we're gonna feel closer than like maybe some of them even feel with their friends right you're going through such deep transformation you're having these conversations you're being vulnerable um and a lot of us don't have the opportunity to do that in our day-to-day life so it's so crazy to go through this like it's literally like a fast track to friendship and I would say honestly if I was to say what my favorite part of retreats are besides me getting to see the transformation. It's seeing people become friends. Um, I know as an entrepreneur, it's really hard to find people who are existing at the same level. And I don't mean that in a, excuse me, I don't mean that in a monetary way. I mean that in a way of people who are dedicated to growth. And people who want to do it in the same way as you do, right? People who are aligned with the same values as you and have the same interests and want to talk about the same things and expand together. That can be hard to find. I mean, I feel like I'm lucky in Utah because I do feel like there's a ton of entrepreneurs here for some reason. Um, There's just like a very, the culture, the culture is very entrepreneurial here, which is lucky. Um, But that being said, even most of the entrepreneurs I meet in Utah, they're not, they're not obsessed with the same things that I am. They're not wanting to talk about the same things that I am. So it's so cool to see people from all over the country, literally, um, meet each other and become instant friends. I mean, even some of the girls ended up extending their stay to stay longer in Tulum and we're like hanging out with each other and seeing everybody's posts on Instagram of them being like, you know, just talking about the friendships they've made. I'm like, that's the best part. It's 100% the best part. And I think it's always a little bit scary because I'm always like, 
I, I trust that the group is the exact perfect group, but you never know. You truly never know what everybody's personalities are going to be like, how they're going to work together. Um, but this group was like some of the most magnetic women I have ever been around because it was like a higher level retreat and they are really in their craft and they're really good at what they do. It was just so inspiring to be able to talk about next level type things, to be able to talk about like, okay, I mean, this was a conversation I had with a lot of the girls. You've made a ton of money and it didn't solve all your problems like you thought it would. And now you're feeling like maybe even the thing that you're that's making you money isn't making you as happy as it used to. And so just talking through some of those things, our Airbnb was so beautiful. So the staff actually stayed at a separate house um, and the guests stayed at the Airbnb. It was the most beautiful Airbnb I've ever seen. A lot of the rooms, all the rooms on the first level had a private pool off in their like a patio. The ones on the second level have like a gorgeous patio that you could go out on. The pool was insane. The greenery, just the whole grounds was insane. Um, it was like the most gorgeous space I'd ever seen. And I don't remember why I was saying that other than to flex. <laughs> say so normally I actually stay with retreat guests every well I guess the first retreat I didn't stay with them um but I have realized after this retreat I like staying at the house with the guests and I know people have d very different feelings on that and I I feel like you just have to experience it to see which one you like better because I would think I would be the type of person who wouldn't want to because I get really overwhelmed easily and I I get hyper, um, I get overstimulated really easily. I'm going to talk about that a little later, about a little breakdown I had. Because <laughs> part of me was like, I just want to talk about the amazing good parts of the retreat, which was everything externally focused, right? Like I, we were all so focused on making sure the guests had a good, a good experience. They learned everything they needed to, to get to their next level. Um, and because there was three of us with our own team, so total staff, there was... One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. There was 10 staff, which is really cool for a retreat where we had, I think, 16 attendees or 17 attendees. It's really cool to have that much staff to, like, help you and um, kind of just, like, assist you if you need the help. It kind of adds to that more luxurious vibe. Um, but so that being said, I feel like there was always somebody, and it was usually the other two teams. <laughs> Sam and India both have sacral energy, which I had to keep reminding myself as a projector that I was like, it's okay for me to feel burnt out right now. I felt a ton of guilt around it. And that's been something that like I've had to, I had to work through literally in the moment as these things were coming up. But I wouldn't think that I would be the type of person who would want to stay at the retreat house with guests. But what I learned through this experience is I actually think it's more exhausting for me to stay somewhere else. So when I stay at the retreat house, I feel like I'm able to immediately sink into like, um, we're all family. Whereas there was something about having to walk back, which our, our place was so close. And the place that we stayed at was beautiful, but it was something about having to walk back that took so much more energy than if we would have had a place to stay in the house, which this also adds a new dimension. That's going to make things a little bit trickier because I, 
it's harder to find a space that big, right? Like already we were full at the Airbnb. So it would have been really hard to add staff to that too. We wouldn't have been able to have as many guests come. Um, so I don't know. That was just something that I was like kind of noticing this time around is I, I wish I would have stayed at the same house with the guests because I, for me, I have this thing where I, it's like, if I can go all in, I'm good. Like if I can go all in and be there and just be ready. I mean, at my Disney retreat, I feel like I was on the entire time from 8am to like 2am every night we would stay up drinking in the pool. And because I had a room in that house, I was able to go quickly take a nap or go recharge or take a bath or whatever. And I think because there was this, it was just getting in the the rhythm of having to leave and then come back and then also kind of getting in the rhythm of there being different teachers I think was a little it was just it was new it was all new and so I feel like after this retreat I have learned so much that I'm excited to add to the next retreat just to help with my energy levels um but to start it how the retreat started so everybody arrived on Monday um we ended up so they arrived I think around 2 30 to 4 there was a few different flights one thing I will say is international is intense and I didn't have to deal with any of that. That was all Talia. So Talia is on Sam's team and she is an absolute rock star. She's like this little sweet, powerful, like organizer and like, uh, just like boss bitch <laughs> straight up. Like she is like, she is iconic and she basically organized a huge amount of everything that was going on. But I know for her, there was a lot of, um, really stressful situations just because of the international aspect. And I think for me too, it just added a different level of uncomfortableness to it for me. Cause I, I don't travel international often, which I am confident that that helped shift a lot when we're more uncomfortable, more things shift, but also when we're more uncomfortable, more things come up. And so I think for me as a facilitator next time around, I don't want to be having to like face my demons during the retreat. Um, that's not my intention as much this next time around. So I do think maybe we will do a international retreat again sometime in the future, but my vote is mostly going to be to stay in the U S. Um, I also think it was hard because there's no Ubers in Tulum. And so I'm the type of person that like, I need to feel free. I need to feel like I can go where I need to go. I need to feel like I can get away. I can go somewhere. I can go to the beach. I can go. And and so it was hard because I kind of felt a little bit trapped in a way. Um, but I think that's just part of like international, like it's, it's not as accessible. <laughs> I also like, I hate to be this way truly. It's like so cringe, but nothing felt better than coming home and having just like consumerism. <laughs> Like we walked to the airport, there was one of those big cheesy like duty free stores and it was like huge in the Cancun airport. And I was like, oh, thank God, all this like manufactured shit. I was, it literally felt like my nervous system exhaled and that is pathetic. I know that is pathetic, but that is what it felt like. And so um, I think for me, I mean, it's like, I'm, I fucking love Florida and Florida is the most like, 
gas stations and department stores and grocery stores and like there's like no like cute little huts with yummy food in florida right whereas that's what mexico was like like it was like so many really cool aesthetic places we ate at this pizza place i'll share maybe um i'll share some store i need to like upgrade up upgrade update my insta stories with all the pictures i took so maybe i'll post some of those um when i post this episode but there was the most gorgeous pizza place that literally inspired me like aesthetically like I haven't been inspired in a really long time. Not I haven't been inspired in a long time, but this place inspired me more than I've been inspired. <laughs> I'm having a hard time using words today. Just just experience my vibe and the energy and I hope it's translating. But anyways, there's so many cute places in Tulum and like truly... Tulum is a vortex and India told me that before because she's been there. I don't think Sam had been there before. Maybe she has, but I was like, what does that really mean? And we got there and I like, didn't really experience it. Like I wasn't like, Oh, this is like weird energy. I was just like, this is great. Like, this is fun. I was having fun. I loved the way it looked. Everything was so aesthetically pleasing. Um, but I didn't realize until I came home what a vortex it was. I literally feel like during that week I was on a different planet (laughs) truly like I'm like coming back to my real life my real life didn't feel real when I was there I like feel guilty saying this but like normally like I'm thinking about my dogs I'm missing them like in my mind when I was there like my dogs didn't even exist my back home life didn't exist it was like throwing me off even when I'd get on Instagram and I'd like see Lexi post something or something and it was like so weird I can't describe how it felt it was just like it was literally felt like a vortex which was super cool and I think probably why a lot of us had so many shifts there um but again it was hard it was uncomfortable but it was beautiful (laughs) so it was worth it and the compound that like all of the guests were staying at was so safe there was a security guard that stayed there all night like it was like fully this like gated like it was like so beautiful um and you can't find something like that in the U.S. right like it was literally in the jungle so that was so cool but they started they got there like 2 30 to 4 o'clock we came over at around lunchtime. I think we went or I mean around dinner time we went over a little bit before and then we had dinner everything was catered which was super cool I've never had a retreat where everything is catered before and it was so yummy like I love Mexican food I eat it almost for every single meal and so it was like my dream come true that we were always having chips and salsa and the yummiest rice and quesadillas and it was so delicious and to never have to think about where your food is coming from and it's just there and like ready to eat was so nice so that first night we started with a future self meditation um I talked a little bit about north nodes I just wanted to give the guests something if because I know sometimes when you're thinking about your future self it's like you don't have clarity around that and so I gave them information about their north nodes in astrology which is my favorite part of astrology is north nodes I have gotten recently really into astrology a lot deeper than I ever have but I still feel like the thing I like to reference the most is my north node so my north node is in Sag so as I'm talking about like having a hard time doing international (laughs) retreats that's like that's my purpose is I should be going far to do these retreats as a Sag north node um but I'm working on it. <laughs> working on getting more comfortable doing it. So anyways, I passed out some like little graphics I made about their north nodes. We did a future self meditation. And then at that point it was really late and everyone was exhausted because it was a long day of traveling. So we were going to do uh, meet your character mood boards, but I ended up just saying, do it on your own time. Either do it tonight or do it tomorrow morning. Um, we 
we're mostly just like brainstorming of what's this new character you want to play so that was the first night and then the second day was my day so we started and we talked a ton about human design um and it's so interesting retreats are a trip because well literally literally they're a trip and also it's kind of a trip to plan for it because you don't know exactly what's going to come up. And so you kind of have to be prepared to shift things. So I wasn't planning on talking about human design as much as I talked about it. I was planning on more so talking about the nodes, but everyone kept asking about human design. And it was like literally like the most invitations I've ever received to talk about human design. And I was like, okay, I need to talk about this way more than I was planning on talking about it. So I kind of ended up shifting the material a little bit. We talked a ton about human design in the beginning. Um, this is the only place I really teach human design is in retreats because I have a hard time. I like discussing it in person because I like meeting their questions, being able to talk about them in real life, um, and being able to see how they're reacting to certain stuff and say, okay, what's coming up here? Does this resonate? Does this, you know, so I really like teaching it in person. I don't see myself really ever shifting from that. Um, so we talked about human design and then we talked about all the resistance that was coming up. We talked about some subconscious stuff. I did some RRT. Um, we did some psyche. So we did a psyche session and then we broke for a break for lunch and a break. And then right before we were going out, we did a group psyche session where everybody could bring a belief that they wanted to reprogram. We didn't end up getting to everybody's belief, um, but we did some really good upgrades. So it was cool because we were brainstorming like what would be something fun to believe. And then we did a psyche. Honestly, I think it weird some weirded some people out <laughs> and I try to be super open like super the thing with psyche is it could give cult like it could and the only reason I say that is like the truth about a cult is a cult is when you're taking away somebody's power making them follow you doing like manipulating them but in my mind, for some reason, doing weird things is culty. <laughs> and in reality, like, psyche is nothing about that. It's so much about, you're not even allowed to say that you're doing psyche on someone or to someone. You have to say you're doing psyche with someone because the biggest thing about it is, like, you have the power inside of you to shift everything. And it's never about the facilitator. The person who, like, channeled the psyche in the 80s, he's not even involved anymore. He wants nothing to do with it. Like, he's done what he's done and is like moved on there there's really not any like idolization of the creator um but it's still I know it can kind of sometimes trigger people so I tried to be open be like I know this is culty but just try it and be curious about it and stay open about it and so we did that I know a lot of people said they felt shifts um one of the people said they were very nervous they were pregnant like they were like 10 days late they've never been late and or a week late or something and they've never been late and we did a balance that was like my body's healthy and in harmony or something like that and immediately after finishing doing the balance they started their period <laughs> which is like the craziest story um so anyways that was fun to be able to do that I am so confident in how much psyche works and how much it's worked for me that I'm like you don't even have to believe in it just do it and then watch how your life sh life shifts like there's I feel like with other things, I've been like, just try, like, I feel like I have to, like, explain it, but because of the way Psyche works and the postures you do and the whole brain state you create, you don't have to believe in Psyche for it to work, which I think is the fucking coolest thing ever. So, anyways, we did that, and then uh, we went out for character creation night. Now, at this point, unfortunately, 
almost everybody on our teams had gotten sick. So, um, Cami, Talia, Sarah, who is from Sam's team, Talia and Sarah from Sam's team. Um, they were all literally like had a super bad stomach bug. They'd found worms. Like it was like really bad. Um, and then Brian, Jake and Michaela from India's team, they had all also gotten it thank god that like me sam and india didn't get it i don't know how we manifested that but i mean the lord was on our side with this retreat so anyways it was kind of sad because that night was characters night out which meant we were supposed to like tap into a new character and go out on the town and dress up as them and like fully own it and just experiment with like being our like most loudest craziest selves and I was like, I was curious how people were going to take this assignment. We went to the Funky Geisha. It was this cutest place right on like, um, along like the beach road in Tulum. If you know anything about Tulum, it was so cute inside and it was just so fun. It was so fun to like celebrate and be out. It was the yummiest food. They brought around like a bottle service, which I've never had that happen where they like literally bring out like fireworks for everyone to hold as they're pouring shots in your mouth it was psychotic it was literally psychotic at that point so we drank the first night when we were there without attendees and I am super sensitive to alcohol I actually think this trip I know this trip was like maybe my last time drinking alcohol ever I mean I don't want to say that because I don't like to have like strict rules and it's I don't have an issue with alcohol like I don't drink often before this trip. The last time I had drank in was October, but I am, it's not that I'm sensitive to alcohol. It's the way I feel after alcohol the next couple of days. It, it wrecks me it, and not in a way of feeling sick, but like my, um, it's my energy and my irritability level. Like I, become super irritable and super emotional and I'm not normally that type of person I'm normally super calm and grounded I mean I'm a Virgo moon so I feel like emotionally I'm very like stable um and alcohol like it is not my medicine (laughs) some people it really is and people laugh when I say that but like I have friends who alcohol is their medicine they love it it works well with their system they never get like crabby after or anything like that but for me alcohol is not it but so I was like not really planning on drinking but then when they came around with the sparklers and like the bottle and they were pouring it in everyone's mouth I was like well I can't say no to this (laughs) so anyways that was the first night it was super fun um even though like half our teams were sick. Thankfully, only a couple of the girls got sick. A couple of them did get the stomach bug. I think this is something that's hard too about doing international is the possibility of like people getting sick, which people can get sick anywhere. But I've heard that Mexico and maybe it's just, I don't don't know. I've heard in Mexico people get sick a lot. Is that like a thing? I'm thinking that's a thing. Um, because I know we are supposed to bring a ton of like stomach medicine and stuff. And it's like, that just kind of sucks that we have to like worry about that. Again, another reason I'm probably going to root for non-international moving forward. Um, cause I feel so bad that some of the girls got sick too. But so we had that first night and then my day was done, which was awesome. <laughs> it was so awesome that I was done by the first day. Um, but I also think part of that like made me, how do I want to say this? I think because I didn't have responsibilities that my body was like, okay, like rest, which I actually think made it. So it was harder for me to still continue to show up in my full energy because my body was like, you're done. Like no worries versus 
a couple of the other days, there was girls who grabbed me who wanted to talk and chat about different things. And when I was chatting with them, I felt on again. I was like, I have no, I have no issue being here. And as I'm talking about this, I'm like, I'm wondering if this is like a projector invitation thing, like a projector energetics thing where, because that first day was the only day, like I was technically like had to be there that I had to be on that then I created a story in my mind that I like wasn't invited, even though that is not true at all. Like that is not true at all. We were, I was still participating in the workshops, but there was definitely like a shift um, where I consciously had to be like, okay, get Like I was having to really like amp myself up, which normally I don't have to do at retreat. So I don't know. It was just interesting to see how that played out. Um, the second day was Sam's day and this was a really cool day. Sam is like, she's not a business coach, but like she should be <laughs> every single time I've listened to one of her workshops. I am like, like the take the cake one. Um, I'm part of their membership of sauce media groups membership they have a patreon i love everything they talk about in there but this was like a really action heavy day so we were looking at the things in our business that are making us money we were looking at growth opportunities we were creating steps around how we could do that she taught a hiring workshop in the afternoon it was like a full day of learning she taught a hiring workshop in the afternoon by the pool which was just like kind of surreal because i think we're so used to like those more masculine heavy days like learning that type of stuff in a very masculine situation or in a corporate situation. So it was so cool that we were all just like literally in our bikinis by the pool. I was like in the pool journaling as we were learning about these really masculine things. It was like the perfect balance, but the hiring workshop that she taught on that afternoon blew my mind. It was so good. I'm not looking to hire anybody anytime soon. Like I'm totally good with my team. If anything, I'm looking to be able to give them more work, um, just so they can get more hours and such. But even listening to this workshop, it helped me realize how more, how to communicate with my team better and how to outsource more of my things to them. It was so good. I literally told Sam after I was like, you need to sell a course on hiring. And she, that's like one of her special sauces is she has built the most insane team and has attracted the most insane talent and people are like dying to work for her. And so it was really cool to learn from her. That night we had dinner. I ended up getting a really bad migraine and I was just kind of hitting a little bit of a, um, I was just needing, I was a little overstimulated. And this trip, actually, I've always thought I had autism and I've never been diagnosed. At this point, I've self-diagnosed and I feel like it's one of those things that I go back and forth on because I feel guilty for some reason for thinking I have it. And everyone in my life tells me I don't have it, except my mother thinks I have it, which maybe is like the one who whose opinion we should trust the most. But this trip made me realize I 100% believe I have autism because the overstimulation that I experienced on the third to the last or the second to the last day was insane. It was like the most, I like had like a panic attack. And so it made me realize for retreats moving forward, things I need to do, how I need to ask my team to support me, um, just different things I think that would prevent it from happening again because it was intense. <laughs> it was really intense. Uh, so that night we ended up going somewhere different and also me and my team were all projectors. So if you know anything about human design, you like need time off on your own to like kind of decompress. Um, I think moving forward, 
I, I want us to schedule it so that every team has a chance to decompress on their own. Cause I felt kind of like the like baby out of the group that like me and my team had to like take so much time to decompress. So I want to make sure next time around that we like schedule time for everybody's team to decompress. Anyways. So we ended up going out to eat. That's when we went out to the pizza place. It was so cute. It was so good. Um, who knew that in Mexico you could also get really, really good pizza, <laughs> but it was so good. So that was awesome. Um, we went back at the retreat or I mean at our house. So at the staff house, um, Sam and her team were staying there with us. Indy and her team were staying somewhere else closer to the retreat house. Um, but Sam and her team came back and we just chatted and stayed up way too late, but that's like part of the fun, part of the fun of the retreat. Um, and so the next morning was India's day. I was so excited. I mean, I had already learned so much from Sam that I was like so excited to learn from India and her workshops were insane. They were so good. She just says stuff in a way like I feel like I'm very the stuff that I talked about in the retreat and the stuff that I love talking about is very feminine, actually, which is interesting because I feel like people think I'm super masculine, but I'm actually super feminine in the way I run my business. Um, so my stuff was more the feminine. It was the mindset. It was the manifesting. And then Sam's was very masculine. It was very action oriented. And then India's was like both. It was like the yin and the yang. It was the action steps. And it was also the, the mindset behind it and manifestation. She said something, and I think I've heard her say this before, but she said, my business is my medicine. And as she was describing it, it expanded me so much. It just, it was, it was so good hearing about how her business is an entity outside of her and how she runs it and how she's able to play with it, but not be deep inside of it. There was so much during her workshop that I was like, this is going to change my business forever. <laughs> like truly both her and Sam, I was like this stuff that I'm learning, like my business is not going to be the same, which it's really cool to have that experience as one of, you know, the coaches who was coming to this and to feel so expanded by the people I was learning from was really cool. I literally felt like I was on a retreat. So anyways, towards the end of India's workshop, <laughs> this is where there becomes a plot in the, or a, a plot twist for me that I wasn't expecting. Um, and I don't even know if there's any like takeaways from this. I'm just, I'm just updating you guys on the retreat. If you're curious, I guess is what this episode is. But towards the end of India's workshop, I started feeling myself get super anxious, super anxious. Um, one of my things, <laughs> I feel embarrassed to say some of this stuff, honestly, but transparency is the goal of this podcast, right? So one of my things, one of my super hyper sensitive triggering things is hair. Um, I'm like afraid of hair. True. Like it's like a, it's a, again, like I said, I think I'm autistic, truly, and the way I feel about hair and, like, hair is being on things, it's, like, it is a, it is an overwhelming sensation. <laughs> That's all I can describe it as. It feels debilitating, and so we're at a retreat with literally over 20 women and both the men have long hair. I'm the only person with no hair. That's why honestly shaving my head has solved so much of the overwhelm I used to have truly because hair is, it's such a triggering thing for me. And when I say hair, I mean like hair on the ground, seeing a random hair somewhere, like seeing a hair somewhere is enough to like 
completely like ruined my day. And that, that sounds weird, but that, that's how I am. Um, it could be OCD. I, I, I don't know what I have. I know I'm not normal. <laughs> I know this isn't a normal response for people. So anyways, through the whole retreat, there's been hair everywhere and Mexico's really dusty and windy. And for some reason, <laughs> this is such a weird story to tell, but I'm, I'm in here. I'm, I'm telling it. For some reason, the hairs would like collect into like these hair balls. And so the room that we were all learning in, um, it was hairy. There was hair everywhere. There was like little, like I would put my, and it wasn't really, here's the thing. Like, I'm going to make it sound like it was a really dirty Airbnb. This is a thing that I have. This is like a hypersensitivity. I notice if a hair is like halfway across the room and like, I can't look away from it. And I'm, that's all, like all I'm thinking about. So like, there was a few moments where I like set down my Diet Coke and like a hair would get stuck to the condensation, which is like a super big trigger for me. Um, just, there was like hairs everywhere. That's all I can say. Like there was like little hair balls in the corner and there was like some hairs by me. And I just started like, this is like what it feels like to have like a hyper sensitivity attack overwhelm moment. I like couldn't notice anything except for them. Like as I was, I was just like, I started like fading out. I couldn't hear what anyone was saying. And I was like, could feel my body starting to panic. And I was just seeing this hair everywhere. Um, and I don't think it was about the hair. Obviously, I think it was just an overwhelm of everything. And then my body, that was like the straw that broke the camel's back. That was the hair that broke the camel's back. <laughs> so I started fading out and I was like, oh shoot. And I think I was also hungry and I'm super sensitive to heat too. Heat makes me very irritable. Um, the house that we had was beautiful. It was very like indoor, outdoor living areas, but actually all the places we were learning were outdoor. And I didn't really realize that coming into that. I don't know if any of us did. There wasn't like an educate or there wasn't a, a, a place that we were learning with AC and Tulum is like fucking hot. And so I think it was the heat. It was being hungry and it was the hair and maybe feeling a little bit out of my element, out of my comfort zone. So I started not being able to hear what anyone was saying. Um, the workshop ended and we went to lunch and I was like panicking. Like I was like telling Morgan, I was like, I need to go like get something. And I know I probably what in these moments, I'm just like frantic trying to like get somewhere by myself is truly what I need in that moment is to just be by myself and decompress. And so as I'm walking out, I literally started getting like tunnel vision um, I've never had this intense of a reaction to something like this. I mean, I definitely have moments that this will happen, but it's not like as around a specific trigger. Um, so I started getting like tunnel vision and I went to go get ice cream and matcha and I sat down and I already felt better just like kind of being alone, but I ended up walking back to the Airbnb and I just sat, <laughs> I sat in my bed and like sobbed. And it, it, nothing was wrong. And I think that's, what's really hard in those moments. If you're somebody who like resonates with this being hypersensitive in those moments, I did think something was wrong. And like, there was, I'm so glad that I just went off on my own instead of having a freak out or anything like that, because I was searching for what was wrong. And like, I was searching for like, is it because of this? Is it because of this? And I was trying to make sense out of what I was feeling when in reality, I was just feeling like an overwhelm of my senses. And so I went back to the guest house. We had free time that afternoon. Anyways, I went back to the guest house. I like sobbed. I have this like 
swaddle thing. It's it's not a swaddle. It's a skims dress. <laughs> it's a skims sleep dress, but it's long and how I sleep with it. You guys didn't know that you were getting like the full weirdness of how weird I am <laughs> with this episode. But anyways, how I sleep in it is I put it so I put my arms inside of the dress. So it's like long and it's like tight. It's like a bodycon dress. I put my arms inside of the dress so that I don't have to sleep with blankets because I like get really, I'm really particular about textures, like I said. Um, so I put my arms inside of it and I just sleep like swaddled up, but it also helps calm me down. The like compression of it helps me relax. So I put that on, I put on, <laughs> I put on my favorite thing to watch that calms me down, which is like documentaries on YouTube about big boats. Silent pause so that you can like process. I know there's nothing to process. I'm just weird. I put on a documentary about big boats. I sobbed myself to sleep. I woke up and I felt still a little off. Um, I went out and talked to, so the staff was back at the house because it was free time. I went and talked to them, walked back and I was still like, like I had to leave because Cammie kept looking at me and I could tell that Cammie knew something was off. Um, so I was like, I can't look at Cammie anymore. I'm going to start crying. So I just walked back to the other house and I was like crying. And then finally, when I got back to the house, I was able to like take some alone time for myself in the retreat house. I was in the corner, like kind of sending some of the guests, some of the things I'd told them I sent them. And then I was like, okay, I think I'm good. I think I've had the time and I went back in the pool and chatted with the girls and I was completely fine. And so again, I don't really know why I'm sharing this with you other than to say, I don't, I, I always want it to feel like I'm giving you the full story of everything that happened. Um, it was like a heavy day. Also part of the thing that I think that was happening is so we did, uh, some of us did a mushroom journey that evening. Um, India had somebody on her team come who helps with those, who does those, who facilitates those. And I think the medicine had already started to work. And that's something that definitely happens with mushrooms. That's been something that I didn't even think about with this, with doing a retreat is the triggering stuff will start to come up so that when you go through the journey, you can heal it. And I think that was part of what was happening with me. I mean, from that moment I left, I felt high. I, I already felt high at that moment and not in a good way and <laughs> like a bad way. Um, and so that was just interesting. So I think moving forward, I mean, I'm, I'm just gonna have to be really intentional with my team to let them know, like, this is what I need. This sounds so high maintenance, but it's truly from a mental health level. Like if we have a retreat, like having a broom or something to, to mop or to sweep up the hair, I'm like embarrassed to say this. I am embarrassed to say this because it's, it's so weird, but I'm hoping that there's some of you guys who maybe have other things that you're like hypersensitive to. Um, and this makes you feel maybe less alone or inspires you to like create something so that you can deal with it. I need to heal the hair thing essentially is what needs to happen. Um, but I think just realizing those things that trigger me and creating situations so I don't have to be triggered when I'm like hosting a huge retreat. Right. Um, I think another thing is like making sure that wherever we go next, there's really good AC. I know a lot of other people who were there were super sensitive to the heat too. Um, and so just kind of creating these things, looking at the experiences and learning from them. This was not the perfect retreat. 
I am confident that everybody got exactly what they needed to from it or it wouldn't have happened. That being said, it wasn't perfect at all. Um, There's so many things we want to shift for the next one. The only way you can get better at hosting retreats and create better results for people is by doing them. Um, And that feels scary maybe because it's in person and like you're going to get that feedback in person. But your job as a CEO, if you want to host experiences like this, is to start making the mistakes and learn from them and learn what type of schedule you're going to need and learn how to take care of yourself in those moments. Learn what type of support you need. So again, very specific example of like how hair on the floor triggered me into a mental breakdown. But I just wanted to tell you that it like wasn't all sunshine and rainbows. Um, There was definitely some stuff that I had to move through. And it took, I think a lot of the reason I was having a really hard time that day is I felt really guilty. I felt guilty because I wanted to be with the girls. I wanted to be with Sam and India. And I just felt guilty like I wasn't doing enough. Um, Which is a whole new story that I have been shown that I need to reprogram. Because, yeah, that's not the truth. I showed up exactly how I said I would show up. And I think, too, what's really big with doing retreats or doing collaborations in general is being really clear about expectations. And I do think we were good to be clear about expectations. But I think after doing this one, I'm going to have to say, look, I, this is what I'm going to need. This is this. And then I want them, hopefully they will say, this is what I need. This is what I don't need. This is what I like. I think after doing this first retreat, we'll be able to have a really good conversation around what works, what doesn't work. Um, and hopefully come to a place where all of us feel even more supported. Um, but needless to say, (laughs) this is still a sleigh. The retreat was still a sleigh and I would go do it a million times over and over again. Even if I had to have that complete mental breakdown, um, I would do it again and again and again. So anyways, that night we had dinner and then we had the, the medicine journey, the mushroom journey for anyone who wanted to join in it. And that was wild. Um, I always talk about, and I've talked about this a lot on my close friends account, um, about my experience with mushrooms. I'm obsessed with mushrooms. I do them multiple times a month. I do them on my own. Um, I've never had it a guide, a guided journey by somebody before. And after doing this, I'm realizing I tell people like that mushrooms are super casual. They're not casual. <laughs> They're, it's a pretty wild experience. I think especially if you're going into it in a space like this where you're all dedicated to healing and feeling the feelings that maybe you normally don't feel and they are it's it's an intense psychedelic like it's an intense experience that being said I love them more than I have ever loved them before my experience was really good I feel like because I've done them so much I'm so I'm so used to how it feels and I can sit in that well um it doesn't like, I wasn't surprised by anything that came up during mushrooms for anyone or anybody, but I was surprised to see how much more intense the high felt when we were doing it as a group. Um, I also feel like it was next time around. I want to, if we do it again at a future retreat, I want to do it at every retreat because I just think mushrooms are like 
the most insane magical experience that literally opened your brain like it opened your subconscious in a way that nothing else does that I've experienced that being said it felt so sad after the mushroom night to leave the next morning I was like we're just getting started like to have that type of open connection and vulnerability with everyone I wanted more time with them and so I'm like do we put them the journey maybe in the beginning but that also feels scary if you don't know everyone like I feel like there was a lot of people who were intimidated to do it but after getting to know each other they were more open to it so I don't know I I don't know the answer to that one yet all I know is I'm so glad we did it there was so many people who it was their very first time and somebody even said they were like my life had no meaning before this week which is literally like the best testimonial <laughs> ever have um I mean I think she was talking in particular about the mushrooms but I know before we even tripped she she was like already tripping like about how much she was about to shift her life going home and how much she was about to shift her business going home um so that being said like I love I love being able to do a journey because I think it just opens you up in a way and heals you in a way that when you come home to your life everything feels different literally waking up this morning so yesterday was brutal because we had to wake up early I woke up really early to see off the first group and like give everybody hugs and whatever um, whatever. It wasn't whatever. I was crying. <laughs> I was tearing up. I wasn't intensely crying, but I was tearing up. Um, and then we had another group that went over on a shuttle. But so the, that day of travel back was brutal, like so brutal. Cause I think we were tired, maybe still a teeny bit high, you know, how like to kind of takes a second to wear off. Um, but waking up this morning after sleeping a night in my bed, I was like, I am so glad that we did that because it changes you. It truly changes you. I think like moving forward with my clients, I don't know how I do this, but I almost feel like it's going to be a must. If you want to work with me, you have to do a mushroom journey. Like I, I'm not going to facilitate it. I'll have the person who facilitated it at the retreat because they were amazing. Um, so I'm not going to facilitate it, but I just think it's once you know how much it can change you and once it, you know how much it can relax your nervous system and make you realize that everything we stress about is not important. And when you can come at business from a place of like not overemphasizing every single move you're making, you can tap into true creativity and you can tap into your intuition in a way that you never have before. Um... And once you experience that, I'm like, I want everyone to experience that. Like, it's so, it's mind-blowing and it blows my mind every time. Like I said, I've probably done over 50 mushroom trips. Maybe not. That's maybe an exaggeration. Over 30. I do them on my own, so they feel less intense because you're not experiencing the energy of other people. Um, but that being said, I think mushrooms are a huge reason of why I was able to get off my antidepressants, why I've been able to create so much consistency and calmness in my business. And I'm happy to coach people through that. But I also think like the medicine of mushrooms can do so much of that just with your own energy. So I highly recommend, I don't know if we'll do them at our next retreat or not. And it was an option. Um, not everyone did them. So it was definitely an option if you wanted to or not do them. Um, 
but I think it was like such a fun way to end it. Maybe we just needed one more day, you know, to like cuddle and swim. And <laughs> now that we were like truly besties after holding each other when we were sobbing or laughing, crying, there was one girl, she's like literally the sweetest angel. I will just not forget this. There was another girl who was sitting by the pool and she was like, you're so beautiful. And she just started bawling. She's like, you're so beautiful. It's making me cry. And then like anytime she would look at her, she would cry because she thought she was so beautiful. <laughs> So it's just like that. I mean, there's so many. I, I could tell you so many funny experiences that happened. Cammie was like so iconic on mushrooms. She had never, well, she had tripped like when she was younger, but she hadn't done it in a really long time. And she just kept being like, she was just iconic. I, it was, it was such a funny, fun night. And then the fact that you wake up and you feel good and you feel light and you feel like life makes sense, like name and name any other drug that's not a psychedelic that makes you feel like that, right? Like that doesn't happen. Alcohol does not make that happen. Alcohol doesn't make you wake up and go life makes sense. It makes you wake up with like a headache maybe. Um, so anyways, major fan of mushrooms. It was fun to be able to bring that into the experience. It's illegal. So like, I don't really know what how to talk about it. Um, like I said, not everyone did it. Not saying any names of who did or who didn't. I think that's one thing that makes it a little bit tricky. But I also believe when you're doing something with the intention of healing and with the intention of I'm not going to get in trouble, <laughs> everything's fine. Oh, so I'm putting that out into the universe. But anyways, it was so fun. I feel like the biggest things I learned from the retreat is, first of all, it's all about the group. It's all about the group and you have to trust that the people you've attracted are the exact right group. We didn't end up selling out. I think we had two spots left or something, um, which we had we had planned it so that it was available for them to upgrade to their own room. So technically we did sell out, but we could have sold a couple more if we didn't have them in their own rooms. Um, but that being said, it's like if there was anybody else, like it probably would have affected the group's dynamic. You have to trust that the people who come are the exact people who are supposed to be there, no matter if you sold out or didn't sell out. Um, another just like few couple of tips, be open to what you're teaching changing. And this was something that like even later on, I was like, oh, I wish I would have like this conversation would have come up so we could have talked about it more. Um, we definitely talked about it in the moment when it came up, but like tons of stuff came up about social media, which I wasn't expecting because these people are like really high level people that have a social media account, have followers, have a lot of success. So I was like, oh, they're way past social media. But even India was talking about some resistance she had to social media. And so next time around next retreat, or I might just do like an in-person one day thing about social media I was like oh there's still a ton that we could talk about with this so I feel like stuff comes up you have to be ready to shift things to make sense for what the group is wanting to talk about what they're needing help around um that's the other thing that I would say and I think just realizing that you want to you want to create a space for you that is your perfect space so that you're able to show up in your full energy. So for example, when I did my Disney retreat, I've done two Disney retreats now. It is so easy for me to be 
talking nonstop when I'm in Disney because that's my place. Like, I love it. Nothing about it triggers me. I understand it. I'm comfortable there. And I think being able to host a retreat in a space like that just helps you have more energy so you don't have to use your energy trying to feel comfortable or trying to make yourself feel safe or whatever. So I'm going to use that tip for myself moving forward. Um, And then my last tip would be to come to our next retreat that we throw. (laughs) Because truly, like... It was a magical experience, and if you're looking to do business in a way that's different, if you're looking to do business in a way that is tapping into the strategic side of things, but also the feminine, the flow, the trust, I've never been to a retreat or even heard of a retreat that balances both of those so well. So we might, I've posted on my, um, my Instagram a question box to sign up for the wait list. We're going to give a little opportunity probably to put a deposit down to hold your spot for our next retreat. And then you'll save some off the enrollment. So if you're interested, you can even just DM me your email address to sign up for the next retreat. This wasn't really me selling the retreat <laughs> per se, because I'm just more so talking about my experience hosting it, but I hope it inspires you to at least attend a retreat, whether it's mine or someone else's. The, the, transformation you experience when you're out of your space you can't recreate that right even if it's going to a hotel maybe you sign up for a course go to a hotel and do the course in a hotel like getting in a new space is so I feel like I've said transformative nonstop. I'm gonna have to put transform somewhere in the title because it's definitely the theme of this episode but it's so transformative and then also being around a group of people who are supporting you and who are excited to get to know you and are excited to help you expand is like there's no other experience like that in my opinion so I highly recommend if you have any specific questions about hosting retreats um anything like that send me a dm I'm happy to answer them it was so fun I feel so lucky that I got to host it with Sam in India I'm like I feel like part of me is panicking because I had the mental health situation I'm like oh like I gotta like I'm like in scarcity about it, you know, I'm not like truly, but I'm like, I gotta like over deliver on something now since I had to have a few breaks. But like I said, it was technically during the free time. So no, hopefully no hard feelings on their end, (laughs) but they are like two of like the most badass entrepreneurs I know. And I'm so honored. I got to do this with them and look forward to hopefully more in the future. So if you're interested in being part of our next one, just DM your email address and go do something today. This is like the opposite of what I'm going to say, what you think I'm going to say, go do something today that makes you feel really comfortable and safe. I think we talk a lot about getting outside of our comfort zone and I think a retreat already does that so intensely but I think with my next retreat I'm going to make sure that we start by talking about like you're in a new experience the most important thing to do now that you're in this new space with new people learning new things is making yourself feel comfortable and safe and like if you need to take an hour break during a workshop do that if you need to cancel plans with a family member do that like when we're so focused on making ourselves feel uncomfortable and leaning outside of our comfort zone, that can get exhausting sometimes. And I know you're the type of person who is doing that. Even if it was just by turning on this episode, maybe that felt a little scary for whatever reason. Um, go do something that feels safe and comfortable and cozy. And then watch when you're in that safe space that you feel good and taken care of. Guaranteed, you're going to receive clarity around something. 
when we're outside of our comfort zone, we're learning, right? We're learning new things, but then you have to come back and integrate. And the integration process looks like getting comfortable, getting cozy, feeling safe in your environment, feeling safe in your business. So whatever that looks like for you, I challenge you to do something about that. Okay. I've been recording this in my car and I don't have AC on and I'm burning alive. <laughs> I like didn't want AC on because I didn't want you to be able to hear it in the background, but I'm like, I'm so hot, but I'm also so happy because that means maybe it's finally summer in Utah, which is the greatest manifestation yet. <laughs> I love you guys. Um, if you liked this episode or learned anything from this episode, I would love a DM to hear what came up or any breakthroughs that you had around it, or if you relate to any of it. Podcasting, the one thing that's hard for it about me is I get no validation. <laughs> Me and Lexi were actually talking about this, which by the way, if you haven't listened to my episode on Lexi's podcast, Living in La La Land, go search for that episode. It was a really fun one. But we are talking about this, that it's kind of a trip because everything else you're posting, you're getting some sort of feedback. You're getting a like, a comment, something, which of course we don't want to be looking for that external feedback. I talked about this in the beginning, but I think it does help to every once in a while know that your stuff is like working for people, but podcasting, people are listening hundreds, sometimes thousands of people are listening and you just don't know. So anyways, this projector girly loves to hear what you liked about it. So if you feel like it, message me. (laughs) Okay. I love you guys. Thanks for being here. Thanks for listening. Thanks for sticking through my weird hair story. (laughs) I just needed to, I needed to get it off my chest, I guess a little bit like that experience. Um, so yeah. Thanks for sticking around for that. And I hope you have the most lovely week and I will talk to you next Sunday.